0: I'm Rico.
1: And I'm Jessica.
0: And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, it's a long weekend for you, uh, not necessarily for me. Uh, but how are you doing on this uh, long weekend, <laughs> Martin Luther King Day?
1: Uh, doing very well. It's a chilly weekend.
0: Yes, I love it.
1: And I am loving the weather. I am loving the fact that I get this Monday off. I feel like I never get this Monday off. <laughs> In all the all the years that I've been working, I feel like I've never gotten this Monday off. So this Neither is special.
0: Might. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's another day that I'm working here. But the benefits of working on a holiday is that you get the pay time um, and a half and all that. So, So that's the benefit of it. Uh, and today we're not going to talk about, like, movies that we've watched. We're going to talk about movies coming in the future here. Yeah. And I am somewhat hopeful for the year in movies. I,
1: when I was putting this together, I was a little bit excited.
0: Right, yes, because there were some that were like, ooh, that, that seems really good, Mm -hmm. or I'm really excited for that, and... Then there were some other movies where I was just like, nope, Oof. this is a hard pass. <laughs> like, I was like, no way. Like, some of the movies, like Transformers, whatever, the next Transformers, I'm like, no, no please get yeah, that out right. of here. Uh, I, I'm not anticipating that at all. Uh, like, Mufasa. Oh. <sighs> Yo, that's like a Bro. live action, whatever. You know, it's really CGI. Uh, wicked part one. Okay, so hold on. Before so, whoa, whoa, I go whoa, into whoa, whoa. that. Before back I get up, into it. I've never seen Wicked. I want to see Wicked. Oh, but the fact that it's being split up into two parts—like, what? Why are we doing that?
1: Oh, because yeah, because it's too long. No. <laughs> okay, it's so that's too long. very easy to do if if they're incorporating book content gotcha. into the very light musical, which is loosely based on the book.
0: Got it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So there's. Some movies on this list that I was just like, nah, don't don't give this to me.
1: Okay, but we'll talk about it. We have put together a list of our most anticipated movies of 2024, and we are so excited to share that with you guys. Yes, we are. I hope that this pans out, because (laughs) 2023 was okay in terms of how our anticipated movies list turned
0: out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember, like, Remember, my number one was Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. I I even said, good luck keeping this off of my top ten at the end of the year. And it did not make (laughs) my top ten at the end of the year. Uh, So, yeah. So, I am very interested to see, like, how this list takes shape as the year goes along. Uh, There's going to be a lot of stuff that we talk about that have dates already. But the first movie that I want to start with does not have a date. But I think it's worth talking about because it did have a date up until recently. Mm -hmm. And that first movie that I'm talking about is Mickey 17. This is the uh, next film by Bong Joon-ho. He obviously is the director for Parasites. So this is his follow up to that. It stars Robert Pattinson. And the reason why it doesn't have a date is because it has been postponed indefinitely. <sighs> that is sad as hell to hear. Like, I'm so mad about that. Uh, f- but, uh, the movie, I don't know if there's like that much to say about it, except for the fact that, uh, a disposable employee is sent on a human expedition to colonize the ice world. Uh, Niflheim. after one iteration dies, a new body is regenerated with most of the mer- memories intact. So it seems like an interesting concept, but again.
1: It's sci-fi.
0: It's a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And I'm really excited, especially in this age that we're in, most sci-fi movies are like pretty interesting, especially if you give them to the hands of someone like Bong Joon-ho, Alex Garland, um, they really treat sci-fi pretty well and interesting.
1: Bong Shino is no stranger to sci-fi. He's the creator behind Snowpiercer, the creator mm-hmm. behind The Host, mm-hmm. the creator behind Okja as yep. well. He has a really good handle on sci-fi. He really does. So I am not worried about this movie. I am worried that they have taken it completely off the 2024 slate. Not even a new, new date, a tentative date. They're just like postponed indefinitely. What does that mean? Like ugh.
0: I have no idea. Like how is that happening to a director who his last film won best picture? I don't know. How is that happening to it's him? It's worrisome. That doesn't make sense to me. Wow. But we'll see what happens going forward, but hopefully they make an announcement soon so that way we get some clarity mm-hmm. because I really want to I really want to see what Bang Joon-ho has next. So yeah. All right. So, uh, what's That's your number ten? Th- that was my number ten. What's your number ten?
1: My number ten is Deadpool three, and it's literally only because they're bringing back Hugh Jackman.
0: Yes. So, I have that on my list, just slightly higher. At I have it at number eight. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, and it's because of the reason of Hugh Jackman being. It's because in they're
1: a- bringing him back out of retirement. To play Wolverine again, and the fact that I just recently rewatched Logan,
0: mm. which
1: is so freaking excellent. It truly is. It's so amazing, and I thought, oh, Hugh Jackman's never going to come back and play Wolverine again.
0: <laughs> right. This was it. That was, was it. This was
1: it. The tears that I shed in the theater, and now, <laughs> all these years later, Deadpool 3, Ryan Reynolds' here we go again. Like the stills that I saw of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine again has me thinking what now, like what is going on? What now I'm interested in in seeing Deadpool three.
0: I think the big thing for me is um, the fact that this is a rated R franchise that is now going to be integrated into the MCU. (sighs) How do they let Ryan Reynolds play in this playground? how how many characters do they allow him to integrate into his movie mm. also this is going to be i think mm. the like the true introduction to mutants that we've kind of been waiting for in the MCU right and i don't know how to feel about that like the fact that it's <laughs> Ryan Reynolds that's getting to Introduce play around X-Men. yeah because okay it's no secret if you've been listening to our show that the X Men is what I'm waiting for in the MCU. I love the X Men. I grew up with the X Men. You know, the 90s uh, theme song is one of the hardest hitting theme songs ever. Um, like, I love that show and I love those characters. And the movies from the 2000s were good, uh, n- n- <laughs> great you can make a case for a couple of them but for the most part they nailed Wolverine not yeah. in height but just everything else spot on in hi- height,
1: height like, yeah
0: he's too tall for Wolverine but oh uh, yeah that's the only thing that if if you're trying to be you know accurate Comic or whatever book accurate if you're trying to be I don't usually care about that type of stuff. But I just know that that is a common complaint from people I don't care for. I, I don't care if he's tall or not. But some people are like, oh, he's too tall. And it's like, shut up. He gave us one of the most legendary like comic book performances we've ever seen. Like He mm-hmm. is Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So anyone who follows him, like, good luck, first off. um, <laughs> But yeah, so I'm yep. excited. And also just slight trepidation, hopefully... Hopefully they don't ruin it by making they it don't too ruin joke it, it making right. it too jokey.
1: I well and the PG-13 thing is really worrisome to me.
0: It is PG-13, right?
1: That well, it's Disney.
0: See, that's what I was worried about.
1: Okay, well, we can't speculate any more than we've already done. That's true. So, what's your number 9 movie for the year?
0: So then my number 9 is Lord of the Rings: The War of the Rohir, ah, Rohirrim. Rohirrim.
1: Okay, so this is way higher on my list. This is number three on, your on list. my list. So, I am so excited for this. Talk to me. Why Why is this exciting for you?
0: So I'm excited because I do enjoy the Lord of the Rings world. I think okay. it is a fascinating world. Um, and especially um, the first three movies are such just perfect stories that were Mm -hmm. captured on on screen now my trepidation why it's not higher is because their last few efforts in theaters have not been exactly great which is why i have that trepidation why it's not higher on my list um why do you have it higher on your list
1: first of all it's an animated movie right it's done by a well-known anime director
0: mm-hmm Okay. Nice. Kenji
1: Kamiyama. And it's based on a story that's totally a appendices of Lord of the Rings. So something that people are not going to be that familiar with. Like mm. the regular audience is not going to be that familiar with this story. Right. The voice cast sounds pretty good. You have Miranda Otto coming back. She's the actress who played Eowyn. Yes. So she's not playing Eowyn. This story takes place like 200, 300 years before the events of Lord of the Rings. So she's not playing Eowyn, but she's playing some other characters. So she's back nice. in Lord of the Rings universe. Brian Cox, speaking of X-Men, <laughs> <So> <laughs> the Brian Cox is playing Helm Hammerhand. Nice. And I'm already like, okay, these two voices alone sound really cool and i think that i'm excited to see more lord of the rings content in different ways.
0: yes, so that's the part that i will say is the big thing about it is that we're getting a new uh ver- well, a new way of being able to tell a story and that's mm-hmm. in animated form. um so yeah, i will agree with you. That's really cool to see that we're getting a new way of being able to, to appreciate um Lord of the Rings. By the way, did you ever finish? or we talked about it. Yeah, of course we talked about it. Um, hmm. the Lord of the Rings show, The Rings of Power. Yeah. And what was your final thoughts after oh, now we, that we it's watched settled? it together for I the know.
1: Patreon feed?
0: I know. I, I had to think back at it. So, <laughs> what were your final thoughts now that we've kind of like had a lot of distance here? from the show
1: it's very very good very well done however it does clearly set up what's to come
0: yes yes
1: so taken by itself it feels like a chapter one versus like deeper into the story if that makes any sense
0: i see what you're saying yeah i
1: like you have to watch this to get the rest of the story understand what's coming Yes, and the significance of things.
0: Yes, so I, yeah, I, I totally agree with it. Okay. So,
1: it's not it's not one hundred as a standalone show, as a standalone season. But no. I think when it's all said and done, you're gonna be like, "Wow, that was amazing."
0: Yes, that's what I think. We're gonna have to look back on it. Right. And think, oh, that was good. This was good. Right. As we as we, Which went is different along.
1: than how some people look at Lord of the Rings. Like, I can firmly say, like, certain Lord of the Rings movies are my favorite. Oh, yeah. And they stand alone.
0: What was your favorite again?
1: Oh, my favorite's Fellowship. Fellowship I love Fellowship. Yeah.
0: Mine's Two Towers. Yeah. Yeah. We had that conversation. A lot of people sure.
1: love Two Towers. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah. So, that was your number nine?
0: That was my number nine.
1: Okay. And that... Also would be my number three later on in my list. My number nine is Gladiator 2. And I'll tell you why this is on my list. Because I'm not that confident that it's going to be that good. But I am just intrigued enough to see what the hell Ridley Scott comes up with. Okay. It's been like 20 years since the last movie. The last movie was in 03.
0: Yeah. Gladiator. That was the last The movie Oscar they had.
1: winning Gladiator movie. And I love hearing all the stories of the production of that one, how it came together. It was very fluid, it was very loose. Like they didn't really have a script and they were on set and they were, it was craziness. But I am sort of interested to see how they do it. The cast is super cool. You have Paul Mescal. Mm hmm. As Lucius. So I'm assuming that's Lucius, Connie Nielsen's, Lucilla's son.
0: Yes, it is.
1: The new Caesar, evidently. Denzel's in it.
0: Yes, he is. Yes, he Barry is. Barry Keoghan's in it. Yo.
1: Connie Nielsen's back. Pedro Pascal
0: is in it. This is a stacked cast for a Gladiator 2. Uh,
1: it's stacked. It's so stacked. There's more, but like, honestly... The cast gives me a lot of hope that this could, they've enticed them with a good enough idea or script.
0: Yeah. Because I, this is not a movie that you would just easily say, oh, we need a part two. Obviously, there had to be something there.
1: It's distributed by two big studios, Universal and Paramount.
0: Yeah. So that's. And the huge.
1: release date is November. Right now, it's November 22nd, which they tells me that they have a lot of confidence in this movie. Yeah, they do. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, so am I. They're and thinking
1: now, this could also be Oscar worthy.
0: Right. I, it didn't make my list. It's slightly off the list. But okay. but I am excited for it just based on who's in it. But I still have trepidation because, again, Gladiator is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. So to live up to Gladiator. I, it's
1: one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah,
0: I know. You, uh, you talked about it a lot. It took me a while to actually see it. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. 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 I totally get it. This is incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So that was your number nine. Uh, My number eight, we already went over Deadpool 3. Uh, What's your number eight?
1: My number eight is Civil War. (laughs) I have that higher on the list. It comes out April 26th. So we don't have that long to wait for it. I didn't think this was going to be... On my list until I saw the trailer for it. Mm. And then I was like, holy shit, this looks so good.
0: It really does. Yes. So
1: it's from the same writer as 28 Days Later, Ex Machina and Annihilation, written and directed by Alex Garland.
0: Alex Garland. That
1: alone should tell you it's going to be pretty, pretty wild. It's going to break your brain, maybe. It stars Kristen Dunst along with her husband Jesse Plemons mm-hmm. and Nick Offerman a bunch of people and the premise is so haunting
0: it really is it's
1: so haunting is it
0: uh is it is it predicting the future here
1: I don't want to say I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to say that.
0: I don't want to say that either. Because the, the reason why I don't want to say that is because it's dystopian. It's, I'll dystopian say it's dystopian. But the the main reason why is because California and Texas apparently like have joined forces in this movie. And I'm just like, in what world are <laughs> Texas and California together? But I digress.
1: I can 100 percent see Texas seceding from the union. Yes. California, but
0: California. California. Uh, okay. Joining forces with Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is hilarious. Maybe
1: that's like the little bit of like the chink in the armor so that people don't lose their minds. Right. thinking it's, like, it's too. it's like it's portending the future. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> so. So, yeah. So this is a very interesting concept of a movie. I am excited because of Alex Garland. He has made some very interesting movies over the last few years that I have been a big fan of. So that's why it is number four on my list. It's It's mm-hmm. really high up there. And another A twenty four movie. This is kind of A twenty four because they talked about this. I don't know if you heard that they were looking to expand their portfolio to get into slightly more blockbuster type of territory. Oh. Um, and I think this is their version of that. Is mm-hmm. they're not going to be doing like superhero stuff, of course not, or IP. But I think this is like their version of like let's I mean, make a is big like, budget the, movie. The Purge. Yes.
1: This is a version of like the purge. But it looks that more might appeal to more. Amplified.
0: People. Right. Correct. Yeah. So so that that's the big thing. All right. Mm-hmm. So that was your number eight. So my number seven. Uh so I'm usually not really big on anticipating biopics, but I love this artist a lot and I, I'm just very intrigued to see. And this is the Amy Winehouse.
1: The uh-huh. one
0: Back to Black mm-hmm. comes out yes. May tenth. I just saw the trailer. Like It just came out um, a couple of days ago. And I was like, yes, I, I want to <laughs> see this story. Uh, because this is a woman who is taken away way too soon um, at the age of 27. The, the curse of the age of 27. There's quite a few different musical artists who have died also at the age of 27. Um, and I'm fascinated by her because... This is not a totally original point that I'm about to say. Okay. What I'm about to say is that if she had continued living, I feel that a lot of the space that she occupied is in an adjacent lane to Adele. Both talented and kind of like their own thing, but, you know, British artist and vocalist type of thing, and I think Amy You're Winehouse. She
1: got market corrected by Adele, slightly the same way that Rihanna market corrected Aaliyah after her death.
0: There it is. Okay. There it is. Gotcha. She filled in that void. I honestly think that Amy Winehouse would have gone on to do some of that stuff with like Tony Bennett that Lady Gaga did. Uh, there's even a song that they pre-recorded, you know, you know, before her death. So. That part right there. I think she would have done a Bond song. She was like, she was vocal about it that she wanted to do a Bond song. So they probably would have given her that before Adele. So who knows if we would have gotten Skyfall, you know? So like things like that. I think their careers are in adjacent lanes, but they, you know, probably would have taken opportunities from each other going along the way. Gotcha. But I'm excited to see that. So
1: you're excited about this biopic, though? Yes. Yes. Comes out in May. So they're. Pretty confident about yeah, it. It's a summer movie.
0: Yeah, confident. A summer movie for this. It, I think it's the counter-programming compared to everything else in the month.
1: Oh, very true.
0: I, I think that's what it is. So that's my number seven, Back to Black, the Amy Winehouse biopic.
1: All right. So my number seven is the Joker sequel. Joker. What is it? à Fol- Adieu?
0: Yeah, folie Adu.
1: Okay. This comes out on in October, October fourth. I am putting it on here just because I am thinking it could be interesting. I am not thinking it's going to be in my top ten movies of the year. <laughs> I just think I might. It, it could be surprising mm-hmm. and maybe a different sort of um, comic movie than we have been served up in the last 20 years so i'm excited to see a new formula yes a new experiment so to speak Mm
0: -hmm.
1: on screen i love lady gaga I honestly, I was upset that they announced that they were going to do a sequel because remember when we reviewed Joker originally, there was no chance that Joaquin Phoenix was going to come back and do Joker again. There was no, there was zero chance that this was a one and done deal and I don't know what kind of money they threw at the man, but here we are in the year that this movie is going to come out and I think it's going to be bizarre.
0: I think so, too. Um, so in the title, uh, Folie Adieu, uh that means delusion or mental illness shared by two people in close association. Uh, yeah. So yeah. obviously we have Joker and then we have Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, the psychiatrist who tends to Joker. And the crazy stuff those two will get into. We'll see how the movie turns out. As you probably know, if you've been listening for a while, or if you haven't, you can always go back and listen to the episode. I was not really a fan of the Joker movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of bashed it a bit. You were the you one were defending very upset. I was.
1: I, the thing is, I wasn't in love with the movie, but I you took it like upon myself to. <laughs> to defend the movie <laughs> against. It felt because like you, you had were to defend so. It. <laughs> you were so dogmatic against it
0: yeah dogmatic is a good way to think about it um but
1: <laughs> you're still so sane right now but you were very upset I was on that very
0: podcast. upset on, on that podcast I, it's okay it's because obviously batman is my favorite character ever and so the world around it like i know it so well that what they did with the movie just felt like if it was a movie that didn't have the title joker and it was just, you know.
1: Another lunatic on the streets.
0: I'll, then I could probably be like, okay. Like I could see the movie and like understand what it's going through. But the fact that they attached the title Joker to it, it, it just kind of tainted it for me. That's why. That's why it's not on my list either. Because, again, I did not like the first one. So, uh, okay. So, that was your number seven. seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number uh, six is Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, May 24th, baby. Uh, So you know that I'm a big fan of that trilogy that happened in the 2010s. I think that they're the most under-talked about trilogy because Mm -hmm. I think they are fantastic movies all the way around. Um, The sci-fi and just the nature of taking such an old IP and making it for a newer audience and making it engaging – And making it um, a strong commentary on how it is to live amongst, you know, differences. um, And not being able to understand each other. And uh, taking those differences and really trying to set yourself apart. Instead of trying to unite and trying to live together cohesively. I think that's that entire story is fantastic. And the fact that they're going to expand on it now with a part four kingdom of the planet of the apes, I'm excited to see where they go with it because it, it I didn't see any humans in the trailer. Yeah, there were. Okay. So I, I must've just missed it. Maybe it must've been kind of a brief moment that I didn't see the humans in, in the trailer, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm excited to see where they take this world. That's, that's my big thing about it.
1: I think the CGI and the, the what is it? I was thinking stop motion. It's not stop motion. It's um, <laughs> motion cap. The motion cap. <laughs> it looks amazing still. Yeah. It, it's looking even better. And um, a funny story, I saw this TikTok. It was one of those roundtable discussions where they put a bunch of actors at a roundtable mm-hmm. and they like let them talk. And of course, it was right after the Golden Globes that this showed up on my For you. And it was Paul Giamatti talking about how he was in the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes, which I don't mind that movie at all. I feel like some people really shit on that movie. Not sure why. And he was one of the apes, with the like an orangutan in that movie. And he was like, Oh my God, it was such an honor. I was so thrilled to be in that movie. And my agent was like are you sure you don't want to play a human and he was like if you tell them that i want to play a human i will fire you because i (laughs) want to
0: play an ape like
1: this is like a huge deal like it's such a thing to play an ape in planet of the apes like come on
0: i mean and andy circus like has been like the steward of motion capture acting and he's done it in this franchise he's done in lord of the rings like Mm -hmm. this man knows how 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 to do this and there should be more respect towards (laughs) it because these are hard things to play this wasn't mocap this was
1: makeup yeah yeah, well
0: for giamatti and stuff and it looked amazing oh yeah i don't know if you've seen that movie but yeah. yeah it looks
1: pretty damn good
0: yeah it does uh but yeah, that's that's the big thing. I'm just really excited to see where they take that story uh, and going forward. So that was my number six. What's your number six?
1: My number six is Furiosa.
0: That's my number five.
1: Okay, so we're right around the same. Yeah. So this surprised me that I had Furiosa <laughs> around this around this area of my list.
0: So for people who don't listen,
1: oh. Yeah, so I don't like Mad Max Fury
0: Road. I think it's overrated.
1: You don't like Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) I
0: think when I walked out of the theater, I thought, oh, man, that was a fun time at the theater. Right. Right, and that's where I left it. But then, again, like you and I have had this discussion where at the end of the year was it appearing in top 10 lists and people saying the best movie of the year. And then when people made their decade list, one of the best movies in the decade, I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, And so, yeah, so we're not big fans of the the first movie of Mad Max Fury Road. We think it's good and stuff like that. But. We don't hold it in high regard, but the fact that we both have this on our list, I think seeing the trailer, seeing Anya Taylor-Joy, who's going to play Furiosa, Mm -hmm. and then Chris Hemsworth. Correct. Who looks like he's having fun. Yeah. (laughs) He looks like he's having a lot of fun in this trailer. Um, I I do like the world to see how they uh, show us early on. Furiosa mm-hmm. I think Charlize Theron was a little tiffed that she wasn't asked to like do it
1: oh yeah from what I heard Oh, this is a huge thing
0: yeah that's this uh, is a huge thing yeah so uh, that and kind I of agree sucks. with her yeah like they they get to age down all these other people like we had to watch Robert De Niro get uh aged down in uh what's that terrible movie um the really long uh Irishman? Yes, there we go. Okay. Yeah, I think that movie's terrible. People are like, "Oh, it's fantastic." No, it's terrible. Uh they aged him down to be like a 40-year-old man and then when he's trying to curb stomp someone, you can clearly tell that that is a 78-year-old man. Um so why couldn't Charlize do it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. come on. Like it would have been great Charlize. We know is what awesome. she looked like
1: when she was younger.
0: Yeah. She does not look like Anya Taylor-Joy. She
1: looks nothing like Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs>
0: So but again Anya Taylor-Joy has had a real a very interesting early part of her career. Like she she's mixing in franchise stuff in between her the indie A24 project shit. A24 shit. So I'm really very interested in her career. I think she she has a lot of interesting projects that she can do in the future for sure. And but she's doing some really cool stuff now. We'll see how this goes. I I I'm excited because I I'm a fan of hers, so I think she's really good. Hmm. So Furiosa. Anything else on Furiosa?
1: Not really. Justice for for Charlize.
0: <laughs> Justice for Charlize. All right. So that was my number five. So we'll go to your number five.
1: My number five. This is. Been in the group text as a sticker. Challengers. So, (laughs) Miguel has cut out Zendaya in the trailer with her, like, leg breaking. Yep. (laughs) And used it as a sticker in our group text so many times in the last year that now this movie has become a joke to us. However, I am genuinely excited to see Challengers because it feels like the outburn light of 2024 oh okay it's light like it's, it's gonna light. be light but i love the intrigue the the triangle slash threesome that's happening and the world of tennis like i don't know it's just calling to me
0: it it is calling to you i just left it off my list there there uh, because it's becomes it's become kind of a joke at this point.
1: It has, I I know,
0: and it, nobody can understand it. But yes, if you take that freeze frame of Zendaya breaking her ankle in the trailer and just cut her out, anytime something like something that sucks that happens, my brother will just throw that sticker in there into the group chat. <laughs> And then sometimes he'll do the zoom in, which is my favorite oh, thing. yeah, no. Like he'll <laughs> Her face. put it in and he'll just zoom in multiple times into the face. <laughs> that is my favorite little thing that he does. When something just bad happens just in general, he'll post that into the group chat. <laughs> um, yeah. A little I-
1: insight into like our friends group and how the group text goes.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so Challengers was supposed to come out in 2023 but because pushed. of the riders strike
1: yeah
0: they they knew they couldn't promote this movie without, without their stars the cast. yeah you need Zendaya out there to be able to promote this movie it's an indie or it's a small movie it's directed by Luca Guaranino, who did call me by your name bones and all suspiria the remake in 2018 so these are smaller That's movies it. But good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you still need a star to be able to promote these this movie. Yeah. So that's why it's on your list. It's slightly off the list on mine. <laughs> uh, but I definitely will be watching it for sure.
1: <laughs> it's oh. been tainted.
0: It's been tainted, no. Okay. <gasps> so my number four we already talked about, which was Civil War. Uh, what is your number four?
1: Bro, my number 4 surprised me, but it's Bob Marley One Love, mm. the biopic from Bob Marley. Why have we not had a Bob Marley biopic?
0: Up until, until now. That's an interesting question.
1: We've had documentaries, there's been books on Bob Marley, but not a biopic. Why? I'm confused.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, he's been passed away for a long time now, and his music has been so so you know formative for so many people it, and it's some yep. of the greatest songs of all time come from Bob Marley the fact that they waited this long to to make something is pretty weird um, it does star uh, Kingsley Ben Adir who has been he was in the movie One Night in Miami uh, he was also in one of a, the
1: Ken's and Barbie
0: one of the Ken's in Barbie he was in Secret Invasion the Marvel show he played the villain in that. Um, so even in also bad Lashana stuff. Lashana Lynch. Ah, Lashana Lynch, another Marvel uh, <laughs> accomplice here. Um, I'm excited for it, only in the... I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, Paul Marley, yes, let's go. I saw
1: the trailer and I was like, this looks actually really good. And it comes out Valentine's Day, mm. which is February, not a good month. However, I think they're thinking... It'll be a Black Panther and it'll, like, sweep. Yes. It'll just clean up.
0: That's what I'm thinking. That's
1: what I think they're hoping for in the month of February.
0: I know it does come out the same day as Madam Web. Which, okay. Oof. what?
1: Who thinks Madam Web is going to pull numbers?
0: Yo, that is a CW ass looking movie if I've ever seen one. Oh, <sighs> my God. Uh-huh. Obviously,
1: Madam Web did not make any of our list. No,
0: it did not. Uh, But Bob Marley made your list. It's off of my list only because the movies that I have in my top three are just like I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. But Bob Marley, One Love, February 14th. We won't have to wait too long. It's right around the corner. So we could check that out. My number three is Nosferatu.
1: Okay. So I was thinking about this and then I was like, this looks too weird. This is going to be too weird. It's to be anticipating this. But talk to me. Why are you excited for this movie?
0: All right. So the movie is obviously a remake of of the classic, you know, back in the day.
1: What is that? A hundred years old? Yeah. At this point.
0: Yeah. It's probably over a hundred years old. Uh, But it's directed by Robert Eggers. This this is the reason why I'm excited.
1: The, The Robert Eggers thing scares me, though. That's what also I mean, scares me.
0: Sh- sure, but like Robert Eggers is responsible for The Witch or The. Witch.
1: That's why I'm scared. The uh, Witch, The, the Lighthouse. lighthouse. <laughs>
0: uh, also The Northman. Uh, and now Nosferatu. This is his follow up. And we've got
1: Bill Skarsgård, and Willem Dafoe, Lily Rose Depp, and Nicholas Holt. This is the scariest ass lineup of white people <laughs> i've seen like i'm serious I, that's why i didn't have it and then it comes out christmas day are you joking
0: what uh how the it's hell ballsy. are you releas- it's releasing so this on christmas day christmas bro Christmas Day, that December is 29th. wild
1: I, that's why i was like oh no this is i can't put this on my list
0: no i i understand you not putting it on your list i it totally makes sense like you're i know you'll watch it but like this is not something you're like i ha- oh my god i'm so excited you're nervous about this movie i am excited i think casting someone like bill skarsgård makes so much sense just makes so much sense
1: it it makes too much sense
0: maybe that's what <laughs> he was made for roles like this yes it's the clown freak. and now <laughs> nosferatu yeah oh my god okay so that's my number three. Uh, your number three, I think we, yeah, we, we already, already covered talked it. about it's it.
1: It's The Lord of the Rings, War of the Rohirrim.
0: So I think we, yeah, we have the same top two. So, Did we really? Yeah. Number oh. two, Ballerina. Ballerina. Yes. <laughs> this is a spinoff of the John Wick franchise. Uh, it, it supposedly takes place in between the events of John Wick 3 and John Wick 4, supposedly. From yeah, what so, I've heard. So
1: Keanu is in it. Yes. He's listed as a cast member.
0: Right. And But this movie does star and will be centered around Anna de Armas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have Chloe Grace Moretz. We'll have Norman Reedus in it. Uh, and it comes out right in the smack middle of summer. June. It 6. says
1: Lance Reddick is in it. Although he's since passed away.
0: He has since passed away. So I don't know how they'll get around that. Unless mm-hmm. they... I, filmed I, it
1: before his passing. I don't yeah, know. but
0: I don't think they got anything like that. Maybe they did or maybe they'll repurpose stuff from the cutting mm-hmm. room floor room that they had before. Um, Yeah, I'm excited because we both love the John Wick world. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they're like doing the spinoff with the ballerinas uh, that we got a glimpse of in part four.
1: Yeah. No, uh, that's Parabellum.
0: You're right. You're right. It was in Parabellum. My bad. Uh, Yeah, but I'm really excited for that. Me too. Yeah.
1: I am so, thrilled. Yeah. We got a little bit of Ana the Atom's kinking ass in No Time to Die.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best of moments. One of the best <laughs> moments in that entire movie.
1: Yeah. The uh. Cuba sequence. But I am truly excited to see what they dish out. I thought we would have gotten it last year in 2023, but we didn't. And then we got another ballerina movie, which we will not dwell upon, not good
0: Korean movie. (laughs) That was not exactly great. Yeah. Um, So That was our number two, but our number one. So, okay, before we continue, there's a movie that, was supposed to be on the slate for this year but is not because of delays and writer stuff and now technical stuff but like the continuation of the spider-verse like universe was supposed to be this year Mm -hmm. and that probably would have been our number one most likely
1: I I, I would agree no well it would have been in the top three
0: top three for sure of anticipated movies but we left it off because there's so much uncertainty we don't know when that movie's coming out Mm -hmm. like if somehow they announced that it comes out in 2024 first off i'd be excited but i would be shocked if it was this year i don't think so i don't yeah soonest would be next year soonest um but number one this is a movie that should have been out last year It's our number one for this year. It's done. It's ready to go. And it's Dune Part 2. Oh, my
1: gosh. I just rewatched it like two days ago. I mean. Oh, my. Well, Dune Part 1, not Part 2. Dune Part 1, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic film.
0: It is. Uh, So, for people who haven't watched Dune, first off, what are you doing? But second (laughs) off... Um, I highly recommend this. It is a beautiful sci-fi movie. Uh, It is uh, directed by... um, Oh, my God. Why am I blanking? Denny Villeneuve. Um, He loves the sci-fi world. He did Arrival, which was one of my favorite movies of the decade. I
1: love Arrival.
0: Arrival is so good. And then when he stepped in and did Dune... I remember walking out of that movie thinking, my goodness, this is one of the best sci fi movies I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, For those who don't know, Dune is the precursor to Star Wars. Now, Star Wars released their movies first, Mm -hmm. but Dune is a story that's been around for such a long time. The book. Around. Exactly. And there was a a bad attempt at it in the 80s by David Lynch uh, that didn't. I have seen about
1: half of it. Is pretty hysterical, yeah. um, especially by today's standards. like It's pretty unwatchable if someone who's used to watching current movies tries to watch it now. <laughs> um, yeah. But it does cover the whole story. It does. Versus splitting it into two parts. The book is really long and dense. Dance. A lot of people don't understand it, can't read it, can't get through it. But the fact that they took this source material and so lovingly massaged it into one of the most, like, well-formed, beautiful, stacked cast castings movies this side of the twenty twenties, mm-hmm. amazing.
0: And then they're they're adding more. It's an embarrassment and, of riches, right? Because they're adding uh my girl Florence Pugh they're adding Christopher Walken and they're adding Austin Butler. Uh.
1: <laughs> the did you see the tongue action from Austin Butler in the trailer?
0: Yes. Yes I did. That guy is all in.
1: Freak. Freakadee.
0: freaky <laughs> Um Yeah, so that that right there. That movie should have been out last year. It probably would have been contending for you know, Oscars. Oscars this year, but mm-hmm. it's gonna have to wait till next year most likely because the first. So, Doom. I remember Doom Part One, the Oscars that I was participating in, and at the end of the night, I was thinking, I think Dune should have won. Mm. Um, I can't remember what it was up against, but oh, I think Coda won the same Coda year. Coda won Best
1: Picture that year.
0: Yeah, and. But if you look at the awards, like Dune was sweeping all the technicals, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and it's just like I don't know, maybe Dune should have won the Best Picture <laughs> that year. Uh,
1: the thing is, it's so easy to be swept up in like the year and the films that came out that year. I love Coda, don't get me wrong, I yeah. love Coda, but there's always a separate list of that you can look of the Oscar nominees and be like this is the one that has a legacy way beyond. Yes. And this is a legacy movie that people will remember. Like what well, do I think in 20 years people are going to remember Coda like they remember Dune?
0: No. I think you can
1: you can and you can't award Oscars in the moment for that kind of thing.
0: I think there's a lack of foresight from oh, the committees. absolutely.
1: One hundred
0: percent. Because if you look at the past just 10 years, like mm-hmm. movies that have won Best Picture, you think about it and it's just like, I mean, cool. They they were great in the moment and their right. marketing machine was like really ramped up for what they did. But you look back at them and you're thinking, huh, that won Best Picture, huh? Right.
1: right. Like
0: Green Book.
1: Green Book is one.
0: Like Green Book winning.
1: Moonlight is another one. Like yes, La La I mean. Land versus Moonlight. La La Land has the shelf life.
0: It does have the shelf life.
1: Dune has the shelf life. Yes. Dark Knight has the shelf life. Yes. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like,
0: that There's that's my ultimate. That is my ultimate example is 2008, oh. where Dark Knight doesn't get nominated, which at the time, I get it. Superhero movies still had mm-hmm. this weird thing attached to them. Heath Ledger wins Best Supporting Actor, but the movie that wins that year is Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Again, Slumdog Millionaire in that moment had, like, all the cachet and people uh-huh. were talking about it. had so much juice. But even five years removed, like, it didn't have any type of legacy and much less, you know, the 15 years that have passed. Mm-hmm. So I think that there needs to be some type of foresight. But th- that's the problem is that there's so much of this, like, oh, this is the best movie you'll see and the glad-handing and the...
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing this in a vacuum.
0: Yeah. And like, there's so
1: much lobbying and things happening behind the scenes and, like you said, glad-handing that we don't get, like, the true representative, representative movie that wins Best Picture that you're like, oh, my God, that was an amazing movie plus that is gonna... That's a legacy movie.
0: Right, exactly. And... Just looking back, it's always so weird to me that certain movies win and it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Like, that 2019 Oscars is just, like, so weird. Like, Rami Malek winning for Bohemian Rhapsody Best Actor that year. Like, that was the same year that, um, what's it called? Um, what's this movie? Um. A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That right. movie was released that year, you know? Yeah. And you look at it and it's like, how did that not win? Or So it's so weird how they go about it. But again, no foresight. <laughs> they have no
1: foresight whatsoever.
0: No, they're like, this is the movie I love right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it okay, in that Okay,
1: we went on a giant
0: yes, tangent. Yes, we did. Yes, but we did. anyway,
1: our number one... Most anticipated movie is Dune. Number two is Ballerina. And the rest are kind of similar, but not really <laughs> for us. Did you have any other movies that you wanted to mention? I wanted to throw out there Twisters, which is, <laughs> which is a summer movie. It comes out July 19th. It's going to star, um oh my God, what's his name? Glenn Powell. Yes, Glenn Powell, and I am a little bit upset because I love Twister, the original movie, mm-hmm. which is a nineties movie. And IMDb says an update to the ninety six film Twister, which centers on a pa- centered on a pair of storm chasers who risk their lives in an attempt to test an experimental weather alert system. I don't want this to be like a Sharknado bullshit kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, my God, Twister here, Twister there. Like, you can't stop the Twisters. But, I mean, the original Twister was kind of that way. It's it's an epic day. It's like, all hell breaks loose and there's Twisters everywhere.
0: This seems like they're just going to run it into the ground.
1: But that's exactly how I feel.
0: There was was some sort
1: of magic in the first movie. And they had an excellent cast. Like, tell me why Carrie Elwes is in it.
0: Right. PSH is in it. Yeah. Oh, PSH.
1: God, it's so great.
0: So other and movies. And now it just seems like they're going to stuff it full of, like, yeah, good-looking no, people that can, like,
1: okay act with a okay script and, like, mm-hmm. call it a summer blockbuster. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know like, exactly what you mean. Okay, so I wanted to call out Twisters. Did you have any other ones? Yeah, A Quiet
0: Place Day One. Yeah. That yeah. one's interesting because th- those first two Quiet Place movies were really good. Uh, and so they're adding to the cast, uh, you know, the cast is back, but they're adding Prequel. Joseph Quinn, Alex Wolf, and Lupita Nyong'o. So that's yeah. pretty interesting. Uh, the other movie, it was supposed to come out last year as well, uh, The Bike Riders.
1: I, I'm looking forward to that one, too. That's yeah. June 21st. Yeah.
0: The I don't know why. Really that's
1: like, like I'm into that. Like there's a lot of hot guys in that. And it looks very angsty.
0: For those who don't know, Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, Norman Reedus, Michael yes. Shannon, yep. Boyd Holbrook. Uh, the only woman listed is Jodie Comer. <laughs> of course. Only one woman Only listed. Only one woman listed.
1: In a movie about bike riders.
0: Well, yeah, that makes sense, but you know, you have to show it does one it, and does their, it though? Well, does it? you have to show the one and their inner life, you know, at home. So, he's got to be with someone. It seems like it's
1: going to be an overdose of testosterone.
0: Oh, for sure. Everybody leather jackets, Oh, big the cuts hog, and everything. Abigail you know, cycles.
1: Comes out April 19th. Yes. That's the vampire ballerina. This I saw is, the trailer and yes. I was like, you know what? You know what? Yes. I'm in. I I'm was in.
0: intrigued when I saw this trailer. For those who don't know, there's a uh, kidnapping of a young little girl who's a ballerina. Uh, and there's a clock that is set, a 24-hour clock uh, for a ransom. But little... They don't know. they Or do little, they know? Little does the group know that kidnapped this girl that the money is not necessarily to rescue her it's really that the game is on them because that little girl is a vampire and they have to survive 24 hours <laughs> in a locked house with her yeah so yeah i saw the trailer i was like you know what i'm in yes I'm that's in. How,
1: that's exactly what i said yeah I so like, mm-hmm, sign me up same people that did ready or not
0: oh i'm in I was
1: like, yes, sign me up. Sign me up. Say less. Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. And so The Fall Guy comes out. Another uh, Ryan Gosling, Emily Blunt movie.
1: Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, March 22nd. I am not excited to see that at all. Kung Fu Panda 4.
0: Nope.
1: You could persuade me to see that, but I am not 100% sure that I will see that. Venom 3, November 8th.
0: Ghostbusters. The November 8th is
1: giving me pause.
0: November. Why is
1: it November? (laughs) Do they have that much confidence in
0: it? Well, they've done it late in the year the last two, so it's kind of like their thing. So,
1: Inside Out two, Mm -hmm. June fourteenth. You said the Fall guy.
0: Yeah. We mentioned Mufasa earlier. Yeah. Uh, We Godzilla. Okay, let's talk about Wicked really fast before we get out of here. Let's do it.
1: So I was super excited to see Wicked because I love this cast, I love Ariana Grande, and I love Cynthia Revo. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be one of the best movies of the year. Ever since the scandal, I cannot stand this movie. <laughs> and I cannot stand Ariana Grande.
0: Oh, no.
1: Absolutely. And, and for those who don't know and live in a bubble or don't know what what's going on, Ariana Grande and her co-star who looks literally like a clown
0: I know like, who you're talking about he's, I've seen like okay. photos
1: Um he was married she was married they had an affair it came out that they ha- were having an affair on set it was an open secret evidently on the set they were not being careful at all they were being sloppy and it came out that they were having an affair if she got a divorce so it broke up her marriage he got a divorce, so it broke up his marriage. However, his wife had just had their child. <sighs> so he has an infant. Ariana Grande is not a girl's girl. I don't care what. Like, she's trying to peddle now. like, Because she released some statement at the end of the year that was like... <laughs> Did you read the statement? No. <gasps> oh, my God. It, okay, hold on. Let While me see, you're looking up.
0: up the statement, okay. I, I heard something just recently. She released a song called Yes, And... With a question mark, right? So kind of, you know, hinting at certain things. And somebody commented that I found hilarious based on that song saying, I know this ponytail haired bitch did not really did not withhold us from music for years just to come back with some 20 forever 21 sounding ass music, which I started laughing so hard when I saw that comment. Uh, but so obviously she released a statement at the end of the year, you said, and what exactly did she say?
1: Okay. So she said, (laughs) uh, I have never felt more pride or joy or love while simultaneously feeling so deeply misunderstood by people who don't know me, who piece whispers together and make what they want out of me and their assumptions of my life. I have learned how much more important one of those things is than the other. Um, she says, I feel more human than ever. I feel more deeply than ever. I feel softer and stronger all at once. One of the... She called the year one of the most transformative, most challenging, and yet happiest and most special years of my life. They There were so many beautiful yet polarized feelings I've never felt more at the mercy of and in an acceptance of what life was screaming to teach me. She was not thinking about how people were gonna perceive her statement.
0: Obviously not. Obviously
1: not. Obviously not.
0: Here's here's the thing. She broke up a marriage of a man who was just about to have a she, child. Well I mean he's at fault as well.
1: They're both at fault.
0: Yeah. So I don't wanna I don't wanna like just cast it all on Ariana Grande. Um yeah that's like shitty. Doing like both of them, <laughs> doing that to their significant others.
1: She's not apologetic.
0: No, in any that, way, shape, or form. She's very proud of her. People year. don't know what I, you know, what I.
1: She's doing. actually painting herself as like you know being the victim of like these I, like, vicious. That like, is balls Rumors and misunderstandings and
0: what is there to whispers? misunderstand? Whispers. What is there she to li- misunderstand? She's a
1: deeply misunderstood by people who don't know me.
0: I'm sorry, but, like, I'm having a hard time understanding that What am statement. I misunderstanding? Right. So, like, you were married, and you cheated on your husband with a guy, mm-hmm. and now you both got divorces, so that way you could be together. Like, right, th- right. that's not hard to understand. That's pretty straightforward. Anyway. So,
1: it's frustrating, Wicked. and I think people are thinking, if fans of Wicked, like me, are upset that... The movie has been tainted mm. by this scandal.
0: I see what you mean. It probably has. Because
1: the rest of the cast and the production, they don't have anything to do with this, like, scandal. But they're being punished by the the look of it, the right. optics.
0: Now, with that said, this movie doesn't come out until November, there could be time the fact that to salvage it.
1: she's not starting it right, though, because of the single that you just mentioned, Yes, mm-hmm. And.
0: That's true. Not a great start to 2024. Not a great
1: start because she's like, yes, and. <laughs> she's just, the fact that she's doubling down.
0: Right. Not great.
1: She. It's not great. She's not a girl's girl. She's not a girl's girl. And it was fun up until, like, the fact that she was singing a few years ago, like, Break Up With Your your girlfriend because i'm bored mm-hmm. that's all fine and good no one i don't think anyone who was singing that song was literally like i'm gonna go and try and break up someone's relationship because i'm bored i think they were singing it like haha ha, he now we're like oh she was serious <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, she m- made oh, it clearly known. Serious. Yes. This is the person I am. And everybody was like, ha no, nah, that's such a fun song. Oh, that's
1: so cute, whatever.
0: And then she was like, no, for real, I am that person.
1: Right. <laughs> and now we're like, oh, no. And she's supposed to be playing Glinda, the good witch. The good anyway, it's, it's just yeah. frustrating.
0: So that is coming out November 27th. We'll see how that turns out. Um, it also
1: feels like they've been filming this movie for three years. Oh my
0: god! I I always keep hearing updates, and it's just like, when is this movie coming out? And now we have a date. Um, I think that's kind of it. I don't really care about anything else. Godzilla, X Kong,
1: nope. the New Empire.
0: Don't care, okay. honestly. Um, <laughs> I really don't. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, so that. Raven the Hunter. Uh. again no all right we're done. we're done we're done so those are the movies that we're looking forward to in 2024 and some that we're not looking forward to as well uh let us know if there's a movie that maybe you're excited for that we didn't mention let us know uh, you can find us on all the socials at always critic pod if this is your first time listening first off thank you uh we really appreciate you listening to us check us out on your podcast feed at o- it's Always Critic Pod, Always the Critic Podcast. Just search us on your favorite podcast feed. And finally, if you've done all that, if you've been a fan, go ahead and support us. Patreon.com slash Always Critic Pod. Uh, you could be just like our patrons and show your support uh, for as little as $2 a month. That is, once again, Patreon.com slash Always Critic Pod. And with that said, that has been our episode. I'm Rico.
1: And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic Podcast.